As a young guy, I had a dream that someday I would build the finest organization in professional sports. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. Intercepted by the Oakland Raiders. Little Brown at the 30, 40, 50. He's going all the way. Old man Willie. Touchdown Raiders. Boom, we cross him. The left goes to the right, the right goes to the left. This guy crosses here, he crosses here. They have no idea where we are, who we are, where we're coming from, or who we're throwing to. You can't stop Hunter! Riffro! Stop calling tails! Stop calling tails! It's not! It's a hydrate. It's so hot sometimes. Jeez, with the flow too. God bless you. God bless America. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! Before I announce the pick, let me just say congratulations and to all the mom, happy mothers, and to all your moms throughout the world. Yeah, Raiders! 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 When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization. And you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. Welcome back, Raider Nation, to Game Week episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Everybody's in the house for this pod. Birch, Tyler, your humble self. Birch, Tyler, gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Let's start with Birch, man. How are you feeling? We're... About twenty four, what? About thirty six hours to kick off. How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm great. I'm just ready to whoop some Chargers butt. I hate the Chargers. I hate the Broncos. I hate the Chiefs. So let's just get the games rolling. Let's get some butt whooping going. I feel like we've been at this point for a long time, like right on the edge of the season for a while. Tyler, how are you doing, man? How are you feeling? I'm better. No lusty voice this week, gentlemen. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I I also second Birch's uh, feelings on hatred. Uh, I, you know, I can I just be honest for a second. I didn't used to hate the Chargers. I really used to have no beef with the Chargers because they were always like just the poor little cast off team. They just were irrelevant. They're still irrelevant in my book. However, their fans are jack wagons. And that has fueled my hatred for the Chargers much more. Like over the past, I'd say the past two years, the Chargers fans start running their mouths. They don't even have their own stadium. When we go play them, it's like a home game. Just shut up and like, don't say anything until you actually start winning some ball games. How about that? Also, right. I hate the Broncos. Also, I hate the Chiefs. It's a good evening. <laughs> you know, and I would agree with that. It's like they found a little success last year and all of a sudden, like, you know, the couple dozen Charger fans that there are come out of the closet and it's like, yeah, thumping their chest, you know, just all feeling themselves and everything and just getting all up in everybody's business. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like settle down, act like you've been here before, you know, well, the problem like is, is they never have. <laughs> oh, that's very true. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for joining us. If you want to get in on the action, give us a call, leave us a voicemail. 208-557-9771 is the number to call. Leave us a voicemail. And uh, get in on the podcast action with us. We'd love to hear from you. Got a couple calls to get to later this evening. Um, guys, I feel like we've waited for so long uh, for this time. And we're finally here. It's game week. Like I said, we're about two days away. A little under two days away from the game. And um, it's been a long... It feels like it's been a really long off season. I was thinking about that earlier today. I don't know why. Maybe it's because... We've added some really fun pieces this year, and I'm just really excited to watch watch them play. I'm excited to see Chandler Jones, obviously Devontae Adams. I'm excited and and apprehensive, if you will, to see this new coaching regime come in after what has it been? Well, basically, what was it? Three and a half years of a mediocre Gruden era. 
Um, which, you know, we were talking about that earlier this week and I really wanted the Gruden era to work, right? I was excited, but it just never really did. It never panned out. And I don't think even emails or no emails, I don't know guys like how, I, I don't know with, with some of the moves they made in like Gruden and that regime made in the past, uh, do they, do they go and get a Devonte Adams? Do they go and pick up some of these other players? I'm not so certain that they do. No, they'd rather have six quarterbacks on the roster. Right. And I'm like, and I'm pretty sure Alex Leatherstrap would be <laughs> the starting, you know, right tackle, you know, cause they'd be like, no, no, you got to give more time. And we'd even be more apprehensive going into this season. Instead, You've got El Numenor over there and Cotton, which is already cause for concern. <laughs> but I think we'd all agree here. I think I'd rather have El Numenor over there than than Leatherstrap. Are we all in agreement there? Oh, yeah, I agree. And I'd oh, also absolutely. rather have El Numenor than Brandon Turnstile Parker, too. Oh, hush your mouth. You know you miss Parker on the line. I you don't. know you miss that I don't presence. miss him one bit. <laughs> no, no, because because Phil Collins, Chris Collins, I think Phil Collins Phil is the Collins. <laughs> Yes. Phil Collins Chris. converted to uh sportscaster just over the weekend. Chris, it, it's new. Chris Chris Collinsworth said he stated emphatically that that Leatherwood was one of our best Parker. No, I'm sorry. Parker was one of our best offensive linemen. So if he said it, then it has to be true, right? Absolutely. So, that anyway. dude is horrible. <laughs> Not Parker's horrible. Crawlinsworth may be worse. I was going to ask you, who are you Both. talking about? <laughs> Both were bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, anyway, but here we are. Chargers week. I'm really excited, too, guys, because, like, the media's been hyping up. The Chargers been hyping up Denver as well. And uh, everybody's been picking us to finish last, you know? I mean, the Raiders, it's been kind of like a consensus pick. I don't know why, but the Raiders are going to finish last in the AFC West. I mean, ever since uh, uh, Russell Wilson went to Denver, let's ride. You know, everybody's like, this is a Super Bowl contender now. And I'm going, where do you see that? I What? I, I don't get the hype surrounding that. And... Um, you know, I I under I at least understand where they're coming from from the Chargers because the Chargers were a good team. I mean, the Chargers and the Raiders should have both been in the playoffs over Pittsburgh last year. I don't I I think most Pittsburgh fans would agree with that. So, um, uh, so I guess I at least see where the where you know the talking heads are coming from with the Chargers. I don't understand this love for Denver though. So we'll see how that plays out. We're gonna get into all of that. In the coming, in the coming, I don't know, hour here or so. But first, guys, I think should we get to some phone calls? You guys want to throw some phone calls down here first? Oh yeah, we can we can throw down some phone calls. Let's do it. Who do we got today? Uh, Kyle? well, Tony the Jabroni, as we have now nicknamed him, <laughs> called in uh, about the Broncos again, and then our uh, first mate was oh, it first mate or second mate? His first mate. First mate. First mate. Uh, John Russo called in again to give some insight into offensive line situation, his excitement slash worry for the first game. So we will listen to those calls and we'll be right back. Tyler, Micah, and the luckiest voice in Raiders podcasting. It is I, your brethren from another metheren. John, I hope you are well. And as we look now to the Chargers, with the preseason complete, still huge question mark the right tackle. Still Namdekinsu sitting out there, not yet added. We will see what occurs. But I will say that I am a lot more... Um, 
optimistic about our defensive tackle unit than I was after two weeks through the preseason. At least they improved the last two weeks and didn't give up much in the rushing. Uh, they, did, they did get some penetration too. Vickers, as far as Danico Autry, I thought that was a good comp. Um, I also think that old lady drivers are the worst, you know, just pull out and see whatever the heck happens, you know. I think that's very a very good description of old lady drivers being uh, very optimistic drivers and just decision makers quickly. Um, looking ahead to the Chargers, Mack and Bosa, we have to see whoever trusts out there at right tackle. That's obviously the big question mark and uh, how they handle those transitioning players between Mack and Bosa when they flip regardless of who it is, um, hoping our season does not end early due to that. And if it does not, I expect a great show. I expect a lot of points, a lot of targets. I think we can definitely target this secondary, even with Derwin James, J.C. Jackson. We're talking about Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Zamir White, Foster Moreau. I don't think there's any way they can defend everybody, and I think we're going to score a lot of points. I have the Raiders pulling this one out, 34-23. to and I hope you have something similar planned, and I hope that the Raiders achieve our expectations. Good to have you guys back. Missed you. No homo. Ha! <laughs> Just kidding. And uh, as always, politic-free uh, and all that. Have a good one, guys. So, hey, guys. Uh, this is Tony again. Um, I heard the podcast. Uh, heard the little uh, jabs at the Broncos not making it to the playoffs and then losing to the Raiders the last three seasons. Yes, agreed. Yes, that's happened. Um, yes, playoffs is, we've been in playoff drought. I agree. Definitely agree with that. However, um, prior to that, we were, the record, I'm not positive on the record. I'd have to look up the stats, but, um, the defeating, the, the, the Broncos defeating the Raiders prior to that was huge. So you can't deny that. I mean, it's just I don't have the exact stats for you, but I do know that the series is being led by the Broncos. So, yeah, we've had a rough few years, so I'll give it that. But that's going to change. And not just because of Russell Wilson, uh, but um, because of the staff that was hired. I'm not sure on uh, uh, Hackett. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sold on him yet. I, I'll admit that. Um, but uh, I'll have to wait and see. Um, one thing I do know is that we've won a Super Bowl in the 21st century. And when was the Raiders' last Super Bowl? When? 83, I think? 1983. You guys were probably, you guys probably weren't even born yet. So how in the heck can you say anything? You guys don't, you went to the Super Bowl in early 2000s and got your butt handed to you. Badly. By your old coach. So, anyway, uh, feast your guys' talk on that. And then let, I can't wait to hear the next podcast. Looking forward to it, guys. Out. All right, all right. Tony, John, gentlemen, appreciate the call. You know, we never said, we never put any boundaries on, you know, what fans could call the podcast. So, you know, I appreciate a Denver fan Stepping into the black hole, if you will. Uh, I respect him for that, but uh, um, no, pretty much on everything. I don't know. I respect him, but I hate the Broncos still. That's and fair. you're still a jabroni, Tony. I like it. I like it. And and yeah, I mean, you know, here he's talking about our our Super Bowl of the '80s, and what is he clinging to a Super Bowl for? What? Six, seven years ago now, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing similarities here. You know, I'm, you know those who throw, you know, who live in glass houses. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but John, you know, John makes an excellent point um, about the defensive tackle position, guys. I kind of like, I like some of these guys that we have, like Vickers. Um, I, I just, I have a feeling we've kind of worried about that a little bit in the off season. I don't feel like I'm more worried about the offensive side of the line than I am the defensive side. I think um, we played the whole preseason without our top two defensive ends in there. I think that in and of itself is going to be a massive, I think teams, I mean, that's just going to be big for teams. And I think that's going to help the defensive tackles 
It's also going to help Max Crosby having Chandler Jones over there. And it's also going to help Chandler Jones having Max Crosby over there. So I, I'm, I'm with John on that. Uh, what do you guys think as far as the defensive tackle position? Well, Cleveland Farrell's playing defensive tackle now. Just kidding. And I like him at That'll that position. That'll save us. <laughs> Jeez. We'll see. Birch, come on now. <laughs> yeah, geez, the negativity here. But seriously, we'll hopefully I, a change I mentioned of position that, will help him. I think I mentioned it in the last podcast, guys. I like Clee Farrell in the middle, and he seemed to get a good push because that seemed to be kind of his his one, you know, kind of his one move was kind of the bull rush. And if there's a, if there's a time that that that, that works. <laughs> The best, I, the defensive tackle position. I like him to to kind of have not a restaurant. It's heck? lit tonight, gentlemen. Woo! Good grief! <laughs> I I feel like I'm making good points here, but you know it's just all going to waste. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Clee Farrell at the D, D tackle position. Look for his career to have a bit of a resurgence there. I like it. I hope you're I like right, it. Micah. I'm, As do I'm I. rarely wrong. I'm rarely wrong, Birch. I, I wasn't Are wrong. Are you? I wasn't wrong about Ardent Key. I wasn't <laughs> wrong about Tanner Muse. I usually <laughs> nail these things right on the head. So Okay. Leather thong. Uh, Leather thong. Yes. You know what's interesting? If you look at the depth <laughs> chart, you've got Andrew Billings and Bylaw. Bilal Nichols. So Nichols is the guy that came over from the Bears, if I'm not mistaken. And then right. Andrew Billings played with the Bungles last year. So both of those guys, pretty good. And then you've got Hankins and Vickers as backups. And you've got Neil Farrell Jr. and Matthew Butler, the two um, the two draft picks from this year. So there's a lot of depth along that front line. I, You know... It's always nice to have callers call in because they bring up points that I haven't thought of. And I've always, I was kind of wondering like, well, what's the depth along the defensive line? But depth wise, the defensive line should be feasting all day. You've got some good run stuffers. Uh, You've got Vickers who gets a nice uh, pass rush going through the middle. And uh, the the two rookies can come in and spell, spell the guys off. But then you've got Chandler Jones and Crosby. To Sean Bauer or Bowser, as Birch has so kindly nicknamed him. I <laughs> like that nickname. Uh, those guys, and Malcolm Kuntz. Malcolm Kuntz could have a really good year as well coming yes. off the edge. So some some good stuff on defense. Uh, I, I worry personally on defense, the secondary scares me. Not so much the safeties, but the cornerbacks scare me a little bit. Rocky Seen, good corner. Uh, and like, you've got Hobbs who's, who's going to play there as well. And Anthony Averett and Amik Robertson and the young Sam Webb, the undrafted Sam Webb making the team. But that, that is the spot that worries me the most is on the defensive side of the ball. If there's a position that worries me, it's the corners. Hey, is Jonathan, is Hankins on the pup list or what's going on? Does he miss in the first four? Not that I am seeing. Okay. That's good. Oh, he wasn't on the injury report. So. There, yeah. There was nobody on the injury report this week at all. Well, the Diablo was added with a wrist injury. Yeah. He'll be fine. <laughs> it's just yeah. a wrist. Put a cast on it that. and club somebody. Yeah, exactly. You probably won't be picking off any balls, but we don't typically make any interceptions anyway on the defensive side. So <laughs> that would fit right Tend in. Tend to drop those. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm. What do you guys have? I, I'm. I'm looking up the um, the depth chart. What does the depth chart look like at defense at the defensive tackle position? Who are the who, who do they have starting? Billings and Nichols. Okay, Billings and Nichols. Okay, yep. well, how Hankins far and back? Vickers. And Neil Farrell and Matthew Butler. So wait, oh, okay. So they've got Farrell still as a defensive end, correct? Yes. Backup defensive. Oh, okay. He's but he'll probably come Army in. Knife. My guess is he'll come in on passing downs, like at the D tackle spot. 
Then you've got, you know, Koontz that may come in to spell off Crosby or Jones. But yeah, they, they right. I the defensive line on paper looks pretty good to me. Yeah. Koontz Unheralded, Diablo. maybe. Unheralded. Is that yeah. is that a good like not superstars at the defensive right. tackle position, but serviceable dudes. DNs I, I think Max Crosby superstar excited to see his progress this year from last year. I mean, last year was whew, really good year this year. I've heard it's even better. So I'm excited yeah. to see that. And then like you said, Micah, to have another, you know, Ngakwe was good last year. I think Jones can be better than Ngakwe. That's fair. Yeah, I, I think so too. And, and Koontz and Diablo, two names, uh, two uh, um, second-year names that I'm really excited to see play this year. I, I think there's there's uh, Diablo, you know, held out pretty much all of the preseason. I mean, which kind of tells you he's the starter. Right. Um, well, I mean, he is the starter, but I mean, that was really telling to me because, um, you know, you don't really get held out unless the coaches are real confident in your ability and where you're at. So the fact that they you know, like he wasn't just getting a ton of reps in preseason as a year two guy, um, I don't know. I'm pretty excited to see him on the field, guys. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, defense. You know, you can't fill every hole, right? So, so you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to kind of pick your poison, especially with a new, a new regime coming in. And uh, they, I feel like they did the best they could with what they had, and they addressed the needs. They addressed the needs that we had and kept the good players. So I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty. <laughs> yes, you are. I can tell. Super excited. <laughs> You know, there was no better way to put that. Like, I was on the spot, and I'm not much of a wordsmith. So that is false. You are you are a Shakespearean, <laughs> sir. Oh my goodness! Oh my! Don't goodness. let Micah Let's... fool you. Micah is a wordsmith. He 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 crafts excellent words and sentences much better oh than I can. Goodness. Don't let him oh fool my you. Goodness. The problem is, I'll tell you what the problem is. It's 11.43 at night over here, and I got my flu shot today. And dang it, my arm and my whole body hurts. So I'm still <laughs> mad about that because it hurt. Like, the dude that jabbed me, like, didn't even care. He just, like, came up with that needle and just totally rammed me with it. It's <laughs> like, jeez. Like, be gentle with me. Good grief. I'm a human being. So... And I was kind of, I've been kind of PO'd about that all day <laughs> and my arm still hurts eight hours later here. So anyway, forgive me all that to say, guys, let's take a quick minute and look at the rest of the AFC West. You've got the Broncos playing the Seahawks. Cakewalk. I mean, isn't that really, does it get much easier besides maybe playing the Jets? I mean, does anybody think Seattle's going to win more than six games this year dude I mean, I, that's like you have... i i don't know that they win more than four yeah that was generous i would say i uh, well okay give i'll put that as the ceiling then six <laughs> games is the ceiling like yikes good heavens i i just don't see uh, i mean you've got have we've all watched i mean geno smith we've all watched Drew Locke play. I mean, yeesh. I don't care who you have at wide receiver. When you got Drew Locke throwing you the ball, I mean, come on. They have maybe one of the better wide receiving weapon cores in the NFL. Lockett, Metcalf, Noah Fant. And and they're not even going to be able to get the ball to him. It's they got two post. number one quarterbacks, though. Two uh, number one quarterbacks. 
That's what Pete Carroll said. They said they're oh, two. Pete Carroll's a they fool. They basically have two number ones. <laughs> Tyler, are you a head coach? No, I'm not, but I can sit fool? on a couch and tell you that Geno Smith is cheeks and so is freaking <laughs> Drew Locke. It doesn't take a scientist to figure that out. I do have a doctorate degree. Okay, that's that fair. counts that's for fair. anything. That does. If you put a PhD in front of that baby, you're good to go. Um, shoot, you just, as long as you're a school counselor, you can be a, you can run a football yeah. program. So yeah. yeah, Tyler, you should be like a team president, dude. I know. Shoot. I'm gonna actually anyway, start putting my resume in. You should, dude. You should. Um, <laughs> and then you have. Let's see. I believe the Chiefs travel to Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. A team without. Um, uh, without DeAndre Hopkins for the for week one, um, guys, I, I I and I've said this before. I said this last week. I am on record to say this. I think the Chiefs are going to struggle this year. However, I think the Chiefs are also going to be able to beat the Cardinals. The Chiefs of last year, I think, would blow the Cardinals out this year, right? I think I think it'd be a pretty I mean, like thirty four. 13, something like that. But I think you're going to see the Chiefs struggle a little bit. I think the Chiefs are still going to win. But I I mean, they might win by like nine points, seven points, something like that. I don't think they blow them out. Tyler, do you agree or disagree with that? Oh, I agree with that. It's also interesting to me that um, a former Raider that was traded to the Cardinals is not active still. So Who would that be, Tyler? Uh, Trayvon Mullen. That's Whoever it. could that be? Uh, who could it be? Who could it be now? Okay. Um. <laughs> anyways, yeah, Trayvon Mullen inactive for that game on Sunday with a toe injury. I I don't remember him having a toe injury. Honestly, I I I don't remember that from last year. But um, yeah, I I think the Chiefs um. You know, I think it's going to be a struggle because even though they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, I think that the um, I think that the the Cardinals have a lot of offensive weapons still. Now they may be without Zach Ertz as well. Yeah, because he's Ert. Oh wow! <laughs> Don't let him fool you, ladies and gentlemen. Tyler dabbles in wordsmithery as well. I do. I do dabble once in a while. I my my uh, yeah, I do a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, I I think the Cardinals give the Chiefs a run for their money. I, I, I mean, I think it's close. I think it's like tops a ten point game. I think it's fairly close. Yep, I agree. I agree. So that uh, I think I think Broncos. I would be surprised if Broncos or Chiefs lost, um, which then kind of brings us to the rest of the AFC West, which is um, Raiders Chargers. Uh, guys, Tyler, I, this is. I think this is going to be a good game. Like I, I think this is going to be. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um. What uh, you know? I'm gonna let you start us off. What give a give me a we, every year we usually do a bold prediction or two. If you've got something like that in mind, hit me with it. Um, and tell me how you see this game going. Um, you know, I, looking at the Chargers on paper, their their defense doesn't scare me that much. I did not realize that they added Kyle Van Noy. In the offseason. I didn't realize realize that. Um, and then I also think that Kenneth Murray Jr. Do you remember Kenneth Murray Jr. out of Oklahoma last year? I believe he was a starter at linebacker. He's not a starter anymore. So that one, that one was interesting to me. They do have Derwin James. We'll see how long he stays in the game. They've got Nasir Adderley, Asante Samuel Jr. J.C. Jackson is doubtful for this game, Micah. Um, I don't care if J.C. Jackson is healthy. I don't care if his mama's healthy. I don't care if his daddy's healthy. He's going to get his lunch eaten by Devontae Adams. Like I, I just don't see 
anybody stopping Devontae Adams. He is a route master extraordinaire. He's just a good wide receiver. Maybe the best in the NFL. You pair him up with Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and Matt Collins slash T-Billy on the other side. And if the offensive line can give Carr even three seconds to throw the ball, that's all that they need. And and I was watching some analysis this week. Um, oh, I can't remember who. I think it was Willie McGinnis from NFL Network who was talking about Josh McDaniel's ability to wizard his way out of difficult situations. Our offensive line is a is a difficult situation in my opinion. I am not super thrilled with it, but if Carr can get, you know, if we can do the old Brady stuff of five yards here, four yards here, set up third and one, you run it with Jacobs or, you know, Zamir White or whoever, and you can just dink and dunk down the field. I'm okay with that. A win's a win. I don't care how you do it. Uh, I think you may see some Dinkin and Duncan this week because of the pressure. Like uh, John said, you've got Boza on one side, Khalil Mack on the other side. Um, This might be blasphemous, Micah, and you let me know. But Khalil Mack, since he was traded from the Raiders, had one good year. And he was on a pretty good Bears defense. And... I don't know that putting him on a pretty good Chargers defense changes anything. If that injury bug's still there, I I don't know. I think last year we were kind of embarrassed when we played in Los, Los Angeles, but I saw that 93% of the ticket sales are from California in this game. There ain't a whole lot of fans in California that are Chargers fans. There's not a whole lot of Chargers fans in the world. I I think you see a pretty ruckus, roaring crowd, and I think you see a Raiders team with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, the ones that were here last year, of kind of that embarrassing loss at the beginning of the season. Well, wasn't it the beginning of the season when we went and there, there was the lightning delay in the in the stadium and it, it was it's a closed stadium but they made us have a light or made the lightning delay i think the raiders think like go in with a little bit four. of a chip on the shoulder i think it's a close game uh i think like 34 31 maybe is is kind of what i'm going raiders get the win but it's going to be high scoring i think both teams are going to get the opportunity to to move the ball uh well they both have a lot of the offensive weapons and um I just think I just have a feeling that that the Raiders the Raiders have been underdogs in each of the past two years and they've come out on top maybe it was ugly but they got the win I'm going Raiders 34 31 in this one Micah I like it I like it Birch how do you see this game going what, what give us some insights what are you looking for how do you see this matchup going down Sunday afternoon? Well, um, even though people are touting the Chargers to have a good defense, they're going to be without one of their top corners most likely. Um, they do still have Derwin James, um, Sante Samuel Jr., but I think it's going to, honestly, it'll probably be a shootout, which might be the case for most of our games this year, which, I mean, we've got the the firepower to do so, so... If that's, if that's how we have to win games, then that's how we have to win games. So I'm not opposed to a shootout because we know, I mean, hopefully under Patrick Graham, we might be able to not give up 11 fourth down conversions this game um, and keep the drivers, keep those drives alive because, you know, Staley's going to go for it. Um, I, I agree with, I'm going to agree with Tyler. I think there's a little bit extra motivation for the Raiders uh, in this game. Um, But I do think it will be a shootout. I am going to say the Raiders are going to win. 
ironically by a field goal by Daniel Carlson, 38-35. Wow, wow. Keep the flame going from last year's uh, keeping the Chargers out of the playoffs. I like it. I like it. Yeah, you know, J.C. Jackson, Samuel Jackson, Janet Jackson, I don't care. Devontae Adams is going to... Michael Jackson... Devontae Adams is going to torch anybody. You know? Yeah, and if they want to throw J.C. Jackson out there with coming out of a walking boot in a, with a sore ankle against Devontae Adams, go for it. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that nine times out of ten, actually. Um, I think, actually, here's what I think, gentlemen. I think the Raiders are going to surprise, surprise quote-unquote, a lot of people this year because I, I think... They're just, I feel like the team's being slept on. And for the first time, to me, in a long time going into a season, we actually have talented players on our roster, right? It's not like, oh, I hope these guys develop. Oh, I hope, you know, Henry Ruggs takes that next step. Oh, I hope, you know, it's like Devontae Adams is proven talent. Chandler Jones is proven talent. Rakyasin is proven talent. Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro. Darren Waller, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Zeus, I even think is going to be a, a, a phenomenal role player. But we have names on this team, cornerstone names on this team, that are proven talent. I'm even, who's our, our linebacker? I'm even leaving him out. Perryman. Um, uh, Perriman, proven talent. Um, and I just think everybody, there are just a lot of people sleeping on the Raiders. And I think the Raiders. I think they're going to come out and quote-unquote shock a lot of people on Sunday. Guys, I'm going to go double-digit win. I'm going to go 30-20. to 20. Raiders get it done. I think everybody's all about... Uh, they, they are jock-riding Herbert so bad in the offseason. Herbert's the next Brett Favre, the next Patrick Mahomes. You know, we never saw Herbert with the sophomore slump. Not saying he's going to have one, but I'm saying statistically... Kind of like the Chiefs. I've called that already. The Chiefs for a down year. I just, I think that the Chargers will be good. But will they be as good as everybody's saying they're going to be? I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the Raiders come out and get a statement victory on the road, 30-20. to 20. And everybody's going to be like, oh, well, now hold up. We've, we, we, everybody designated the Raiders to be at the bottom of the AFC West, mate. Maybe they're not that bad. They're going to basically tell us what the rest of Raider Nation already knows. And I'm stepping out on a limb saying this because I might be made a fool of in two days. But uh, I just, I like the direction this team is headed. And I even told you guys, you know, earlier today off air, um, there's just kind of a change in the wind of the NFL right now. You're seeing teams that have been in the basement start to kind of reemerge, you're seeing the Bengals. You're seeing, um, uh, you got Bengals. You've got the Bills. The Bills have been bad for well as long as the Bengals have been bad. Now you've, I mean, they're the kind of the two teams to beat now in the AFC West. You're seeing a lot of question marks now surrounding teams like the Patriots, like the Steelers, like the Seahawks, like the Packers, and so I think you're seeing a shift in the NFL, and I love it as a, from just from a fan perspective. Um, and I think the Raiders are going to be on the positive side of that shift. It's been 20 years, gentlemen, 20 years since we have been a dominant force in the NFL. And I think our time is now. I think, I think our time has come back around again. And I think we're going to start that on Sunday. So there you go. I'm stepping out on a limb. 30 to 20. Uh, we had some other game picks this week, gentlemen, and now we're doing this podcast after Thursday. Before we move on to those, do either of you have any bold predictions? Oh, dun da da da. Um, oh my! You know what? I wanted to come out with a bold prediction, and I thought of this earlier, so I'm gonna just, I'm gonna kick it off, guys. Zeus, White, out of Georgia, two touchdown game for him. He's going to be put in goal line situations, gentlemen. We're going to be we're going to be in the red zone a lot. I'm going to go. Zeus gets two touchdowns, uh, and and ironically enough, he's in both my fantasy leagues on the bench, and I'm going to be pulling my hair out 
when he scores two touchdowns and racks up maybe about 30 yards on the ground. So, um, there you go. There's my bold prediction. The rookie gets two touchdowns. Nice bold prediction. Birch, you got any bold predictions? Yeah, I'm going to say Max Crosby goes for a three-sack game against Herbert. Oh, my. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Um, Any other ones, Birch, or just that? Um, Let's go with, oh, God. I'm going to say Devontae Adams has two touchdowns and over a buck 20. Ooh. Ooh, rekindle the Fresno State connection. I like Absolutely. that. My fantasy team like it likes never that. Happened. That likes that a lot. Tyler, um, how about you, man? What do you got? I, you know, I put myself on the spot because I, I, I haven't really thought of any bold <laughs> predictions. But um, you know who I would like to see go off? After kind of a rough year last year, I'd like to see Waller just manhandle Adderley and make uh, Derwin James look a fool, if you will. I I just I think they that the the Raiders can attack at will. I think Waller is just that good, where he can just he can just attack the weakness. And if if it's James and man on man coverage, I'm taking Waller on that every time and and if if it's up to Waller to find a hole in the defense I like that so I'm going Waller with 90 yards and I'm gonna say that he puts up let's to make it bold let's let's go two touchdowns for for Darren Waller on the day let's Ooh. let's go 90 yards two touchdowns for Waller uh coming off of kind of a down year last year just because he was injured. But uh, another bold prediction, I'm going to go with the offensive line. They only give up one sack on the day. Oh, my. That might be the wow. boldest of the bold right there. I'm saying I'm saying they get the job done. They only give, they only give up one sack. And, you know, to your point, too, um, Tyler, about that, I, I, I kind of have a little, I guess, call it blind faith in McDaniels to be able to game plan something up for Carr. You know, it was it was widely touted that he was brought in because of his ability to sell, you know, Mark Davis on how he planned to use Derek Carr. And he had a whole binder full of notes and basically his sales pitch, right? On, hey, this is what I'm going to do when I'm the head coach of the Vegas Raiders, and this is how we're going to put Carr to work, and this is how we need to use him to get the maximum, you know, amount of efficiency and and production out of him. And so I'm really excited to see that on Sunday, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's part of uh, I I have some blind faith there that he can um that he can do that even with an offensive line that at least on that right side is definitely suspect. So excited to see. If he's able to do that, there are your bold predictions for the week, ladies and gentlemen. We did make some picks, uh, just kind of looking around the NFL because we like to dabble in the rest of it because the Raiders are part of the league as a whole. So we like to continue to keep an eye on the league. Um, we all called the Bills beating the Rams, and uh, they did that quite handily. Uh, we also had another game, Bucks Dallas, gentlemen, was. Another game to pick. I went with Dallas, guys, and I know I know that it's the Cowboys, right? And they love to choke. But I'm not sold on Brady coming back out of retirement. And and, and I might be eating crow, but I just I don't know, guys. And I'm not also I'm I'm not sold on their head coach. What's his face? Um, McCarthy. Oh, no. What? Bowls. Todd Bowles. Uh, yeah, Todd Bowles. I'm Todd Bowles hasn't done anything as a head coach. In fact, he's done quite the opposite. So I'm just I'm not sure. I don't know. I would not surprise me if by the end of the season we're all like, yeah, Brady should have stayed retired. And even Brady's like, yeah, I should have stayed retired. That wouldn't shock me. Um, but I went with the Cowboys, guys. I want the Cowboys to open up with a win. Uh I forget. 
Birch, what was your pick? I also went with the Cowboys. All right. Tyler? I think I said the Bucks. You did. You went with the Buccaneers. You All went right. with the Butts. That's fair. The Butts. The Butts. Uh, I also believe we picked Packers, Vikings. Again, gentlemen, not sold on Aaron Rodgers and a new wide receiving corpse. Uh, I it is the pretty corpsey when when Sammy Watkins is out there. <laughs> that's pretty corpsey. Yes, yes. I went with the Vikings, guys. Vikings at home. Tyler, who'd you go with? I went with the Vikings as well. As much as I that pains me to say that. Um, we talked. I sent you guys a message. If this is not the year for the Vikings to finally pull their heads out and take that division, then they need to just stop trying because the bears are going to be cheeks. The lions, I think overperform and maybe get eight to nine, but I don't think that wins you the division. I think the Packers have a down year because of the offense and, and that leaves the Vikings by default. I, I think if they don't win that division this year, they're, they just need to, I know they like kind of, they got a new coach, all of that stuff, but Kirk Cousins needs to go. They just need to like tear everything down and build around Jefferson. But like if they can't win that division on a down year from the Packers, they they gonna that they don't deserve to play anymore, I don't think. Yeah. That's fair. I, however, went with the Packers. Go Pat, go for Birch. That's right. Um Guys, are there any other big games this week that you that you're looking at that you're like, oh, you know, uh, that you're excited to watch? Um, I mean, we outside the, the bi- obvious, we picked the Bills and Rams game. We all picked, we all took the Bills. I think on that one. Yes, yes, we did. I mean, I know there's the big game with uh, the Jacksonville and the Commanders. I know that's one a lot of people are looking forward to. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, when the dust. <laughs> When the dust settles in 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 a few months, who's going to be the worst team in the league? Tyler, go. Oh man, that one's tough. Um, I think it's this. I think you see this. I think it's the Seahawks. I think oh the Seahawks my. are going to be the worst team in the league. Oh, I think they fall dear. that far. They don't have anybody. That's fair. Birch. I'm going to go with the Texans. Oh, my. <laughs> Two, surprising pick by Tyler. Guys, I'm going to go with the Jets again. Is that fair? Well, you know what? I, I shouldn't say again because oh, Jacksonville be was the worst one of the team New, last year. New York teams, actually. I, I'm going to just say the, the Jets. I, I just – that's just a – you know, we were talking about teams. I was talking about earlier teams that were coming out of a hole. The Jets haven't figured that out yet. They're still in the hole. I, everybody, they're gonna be a lot. Of, there's gonna be a lot of turnover. But I wouldn't hold your breath, Jets fans. <laughs> you might have to wait four or five more years for that. I'm gonna go Jets. I, I think Jacksonville with uh, ETN and they overpaid with for a lot of mediocre receivers. They're still going to be able to cobble together, I think, potentially five, six wins this year. I think Doug um, Peterson there alone makes that team at least, like, respectable. Right. Right. That's fair. Urban Meyer um, was a was ugh, bad. Dude, Urban, dude, that was bad. Does Urban Meyer ever get a chance to coach, at a te- coach a team again? Nope. I think in college, I, I think he does. I think if he wants a shot in college, he'll get a shot in college. The yeah. NFL will not do that anymore. No. I think if Urban Meyer gets a shot in college, I think he's going to have to do kind of like, almost like what Elaine Kiffin did. He's going to have to go coach like a smaller, like I think he, I, I see him starting at even like a, like a UCF or something like that. And, and, and you know, taking that franchise, getting them to a you know respectable goal bowl game after a year or two, and then all of a sudden he gets a crack at say another an ACC or an SEC team, Big Ten, Big Twelve, something like that. Um, Vanderbilt should to, give him a shot. They don't have anything to lose. They've got yeah, they've got absolutely nothing over there. So 
I like that pick. There you go. You heard it here first. We should start that in the rumor mill. We've got a reliable source that has linked Vanderbilt and Urban Meyer. Um, we should get that going and just see if it actually happens. We should start it right here. I'm and down. We should just tweet it out. Um, I mean, I've got, I could go buy a quick like 10,000 followers and get a blue check mark on a Twitter account. And, um, and then like, then retweet that and say, can confirm, you know, something along those lines. And then just see if we could get this this thing to get some legs and, and get it going. And then maybe within a couple years, Urban Meyer's the next head coach of Andy. Dude, I, I'm kind of down for this idea. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, I was looking at a couple other teams. Um, I was looking at quarterbacks, actually. Um and it's a it's a weird year for a lot of quarterbacks here in the NFL. Yes, it is. Uh, who has a better year, Tyler? Trey Lance for the 49ers? Um, or Mayfield for the Panthers? Hmm. That's Birch, a good I'll put that question. question to you as well. Trey Lance for the 49ers? Or Mayfield for the Panthers, who has a better year? I'm going to go with Trey Lance. Oh. Because of who's around him and his coach. That's fair. He's got an elite defense on the other side. He does have that. He's got Debo. He's got Elijah Mitchell. He's got George Kittle. Uh, and, and in the Panthers, like they have, they'll have McCaffrey for like four and a half games. Hey, don't don't you dare say that. <laughs> I drafted him in my second league. Hey, that's your overall. fault, not mine. Um, I've done that Shut two years mouth. in a row. And I <laughs> I said no more. Um, so they've got uh, I can't remember who which more is it that's the Panthers wide DJ receiver. DJ Moore. What DJ Moore? Yeah, um, got he's Anderson really good. Well. But on that, I mean, other than that, they've got more. They've got McCaffrey and Mayfield. I don't really know anybody else, to be downright honest. Wait, so do they still they have, have Anderson, Anderson over there? Yeah. Oh, yeah Robbie Anderson. He wanted a trade, though, so I don't think he's, like, right. super happy there. He's really happy about Baker Mayfield, too. <laughs> Poor Robbie I'm, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. I don't trust Trey Lance. Yeah, that's that. that's kind of weird. Uh, I'm actually with Birch on that one. I'm going to go Baker Mayfield just because he has more experience. Um, Trey Lance, definitely. He, I, Trey Lance is going to get plenty of opportunities. But kind of everything we've heard about Trey Lance is that, uh, I don't know, I, it's kind of shaky. I mean, how much did he play quite a bit in the final preseason game as well? Didn't he play like a whole half or something like that? I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm, uh, I'll go with Baker Mayfield on that. Hear me now, believe me later. I, I don't have any other grounds besides just he's he's got more experience. I think Baker so. Mayfield's coach stinks too. I, I don't think Matt Rule is very good. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Colts, how good are they with Matt Ryan this year? Playoff team, Apparently, mediocre. People are poor. quite high on the Colts, and I don't understand why either. Well, you had you had a Colts team that was pretty solid last year. They really fumbled the ball the last three. <laughs> I mean, losing to Jacksonville, <laughs> you needed to win one game, and you couldn't go beat Jacksonville. That oof, which obviously opened the door then for the Raiders. Um, but you see how well they did last year with with Wentz and I don't think anybody thought Wentz was going to exactly well apparently the Colts thought Wentz was going to be pretty solid uh, anybody with half a brain I felt like real knew knew who Wentz was he was who, who he thought he was um but I got Matt Ryan over there uh I could see the Colts being a, a, a pushing for pushing for a I don't know a division win I mean, because you've got you've got the Titans. How good yeah. are the Titans going to be this year? 
Right, without A.J. Brown? Eh, yeah, but you got Henry back. You know, which that offense runs through Henry. If Henry goes down, then they're in trouble. But, uh, shoot, guys, I could, see, I could see the Colts winning that division. I could. Do you think I could we see, see Malik it. Willis this year for the Titans? I would say uh, so. Birch says wait. yay. Uh, <laughs> I haven't given that much thought. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say nay. You think Tannehill makes it the whole season. Cheeks or I not, think, Tannehill is your dude. Yeah, I think Tannehill rolls. Be, just because they have good history with Tannehill. Tannehill, that situation, you know what that reminds me of a lot? Is What's that? It reminds me a lot of the Chiefs when they had Alex Smith. Alex Smith was a oh. serviceable quarterback, right? Yeah. And, and they had this kid named Patrick Mahomes who was chucking interceptions. He wasn't doing very good uh, in in the preseason, in OTAs, in training camp. And then that kid came out and did pretty darn well for himself. It reminds me, it's, it's eerily reminiscent of that. It, it reminds me of that situation where you've got a mediocre dude. Like Ryan Tannehill obviously can get you to the playoffs can and he can get you the number one spot in the playoffs can Ryan Tannehill get you to the Super Bowl and win you a Super Bowl I hmm. I say no I I don't think he has that factor I he's the, he the, the Titans are gonna have to have an elite defense I think for that to happen. I think they had a pretty dang good defense last year and they lost to the Bengals. Did they though? I thought they had quite a few injuries on the defense. I thought they had like a couple starting linebackers out. I mean, maybe I, I, but I could have sworn they had a couple of start. Like, I, I don't know. Where did their defense rank last year? Don't know. I have no idea. But so, so you're saying, you're saying I could see that though, Malik. I, I see what you're saying with that scenario. Um, I think you. I yeah. think you've got a guy on the bench in, in Malik Willis. He may not see the field this year, but next year yeah. I don't think you can keep Tannehill and and keep Willis on the bench. Still, I just don't think you can. That's fair. That's just something to put out into the universe. It, it just came to my mind, and I thought I would run it by you guys and see what you thought. I like that. I actually like that a lot. Interesting to see what goes on. Tennessee is another one of those teams that, like, you know, they've been they've had you know really good success, right? They're solid success, but but that team runs literally through Derrick Henry. Anything happens there. To your point, Tyler. Anything happens to Derrick Henry. Do I see Tannehill leading that team to the playoffs? No, I don't. You know, it's not a Patrick Mahomes, a Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar Jackson might. Well, Lamar Jackson's got wheels, though, so I, I would, I'd give that to him. It's not a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers leading that team. Where it's like, yeah, well, he's got the arm talent and can read defenses so well that he can make. I guess that's what it comes down to. Does Tannehill make the players around him better? I would say no. I would say it's like a Derek Carr situation. Yeah. He's gotta have he's gotta have these, you know, top ten wide receivers, which AJ Brown was, around him, and that's what makes him Tannehill better, and then the team as a whole better. So um so if I'm a Titans fan, if anything happens to Derrick Henry, I think you Tannehill within a few weeks, gets kind of, eh, and people might start to question that. And then all of a sudden people go, why don't we just see what we have in Malik here? Like, what does what does he bring to the table? So, dude, I'll, see, that's what you get with behind the eye patch. We peel back the layers. Not just the eye patch of Raider Nation, which we cover thoroughly and extensively, but the overall working knowledge of the rest of the league is... Are, are is vast and wide, if I do say so myself. You may so. say so. All right, and I will. 
Uh, gentlemen, any more thoughts before we head in into this week, into game week? It's finally here, gentlemen. Question of the week. Question of the week. Um, Uh-oh. Did we stump oh the, the Swami? <laughs> I mean, I've got one, but it's kind of, I don't, it's neither here nor there. If you guys got something, feel free to share. But I, I mean, I've got, I, I'll drop it for you if you want. I'm okay. I'm going to just drop it. I'm going to just drop it. And you guys feel free if, if you feel like this was subpar to drop your own. I'm going to go beard or mustache and why? Beard or mustache and why? Like which looks better? Which looks better and which one are you going to rock? Neither. That's my answer. <sighs> okay, mm. Birch. I don't like Bir- facial hair. Birch, there's a gun to your head, okay? Kay. There's a gun to your head and you have to pick a beard or a mustache and Okay, why. I'll probably go with a beard so I don't look like a child molester. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Jeez! <laughs> so you Going don't look like both Coach Plow. And it will keep me warm ice fishing. There you go. Oh, I'll go with the neck beard. Just oh, chin down. wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Going full like dwarf on us here. I like that. I can see Birch is a dwarf. Yeah, I'm but like he's kind six, of a three, long, dude. lanky zombie. Yeah. Bert or Tyler? I have a beard. I mean, it's, Don't you... it's fairly easy for me. I... I... Don't mind the facial hair. It keeps, you know, sometimes in the summer in New Mexico, it's kind of sucks. Uh, right. But I keep it trimmed fairly short. In the wintertime, I do like, I like to let it grow out. So when I go ice fishing uh, one time a year, it uh, keeps my face warm. And, uh, you know, that's, I yeah. The But, you know, if I had the hair to go along with a nice curled mustache, like like an 1800 style curly mustache, I would and the hair to go with it, I would totally do that. But I I don't I don't have the hair, so thus I I think I compensate for lack of uh, head hair. I I grow it on my face instead. I guess there you go. You just have to go down south a little further. Yeah, for the hair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, this is tough because like, I like a good beard, but I get like my, my face gets so itchy with a beard. Um, uh, and I'm constantly scratching like my chin and my cheeks. So, um, but I like, like, I've always wanted to grow like a, like a big curly mustache, like, um, like a handlebar mustache. The problem with that, I feel like I rock, even though I've never done it. The handlebar mustache. I, I, and the problem with getting to that point for me, my facial hair grows fairly quickly, but I, I've got that whole like kind of like high school Mexican look that goes on because it's kind of wispy and weird, you know, with the with the upper lip hair, and it's like for about two weeks, it's gonna be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, I'll buy you a razor, you know, kind of a thing. Um. So it would just be getting to that point where finally people are like, oh, okay, he's going for a mustache. You know, it, that that I'd have to get through that period, which would probably be like a solid two-week, potentially three-week period. Um, where then like, yeah, I mean, I take my kids to the park and people are going to be coming up to me going, so do you have kids here or are you just like, you know, can you show me, what are their names? You know, show me your kids. Would you call them for me? Um, you know, or else I've got, you know, <laughs> services on the line here to come haul you away. Um, yeah. So, but you make an excellent point, Birch. I never thought about that in the cold and the fishing. I do a lot of fishing in the cold that, that must, or the, 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 the beard obviously going to provide a lot more protection than the mustache. Well, right? you do have a sweater vest too, so that should help keep you warm. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um and the problem with the other problem with the mustache too is my wife is like, no, no. And if I want a little pat pat, then then 
If I, if I, jeez, I, I, I can't rock the mustache. You know, by pat so, pat he means like like some kisses <laughs> to make it yeah. family friendly. Yeah. What a Friday night pod! Was, Holy moly! I, I thought Pat Pat was pretty family friendly. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm gonna go, guys. I'm gonna go with the mustache just because I've always wanted one, and I feel like in the long run, my long angular face looks better in a mustache than a beard. I think you, you could go. rock a mustache. I think it'd be. I think it would be nice. Right, right. And if it wasn't, if my wife could get used to it, I'd probably grow one. Otherwise, like, I'm probably gonna kind of have this baby face look that I got going on now. So, who knows? Maybe one day, one day, my wife won't find me as attractive and be like, sure, whatever. Just grow a mustache if you want. And I'll be <laughs> you like, just all grow right. One after she has the baby. There you go. You know, hey, Birch. Birch. Birch is always a wise coming man. out with, with solutions to problems. Yeah, he's like a wise miniature Buddha. Yes, covered, covered in, in hair. In hair. <laughs> Raider Nation, we thank you for hanging out with us again. You want to get in on this action? Give us a call. 208-557-9771 is the number. Drop us a voicemail. Gentlemen, next time we're on the pod, hopefully we're sitting here breaking down a Raiders victory, talking about the ins and outs, and... I don't know about you guys, but I'm just, I'm, I'm so stoked. Sunday cannot get here fast enough. We finally get to see Devontae freaking Adams. That is exciting. In, in the silver and black. In the silver man. and black, yes. Ugh, I, I love it. Raider Nation, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Just win, baby.